Okay, good evening everybody, and good night. Uh, you know, I, I spoke to quite a few people today um, about their Pesach, and I will say that either the people who are listening to this uh, share live or taped or, or, or in general studying uh, Bitochon, many of uh, those individuals I spoke to, if not all, uh, expressed how meaningful and how deep their Pesach was, despite really being uh, in unideal circumstances. So it's really important um, to be speaking about Bitochan. Uh, and and th- therefore, we're going to continue tonight uh, in talking about the end of Pesach, Shvi'i Shal Pesach, which is the day the Jewish people, we know we left Egypt on the first day of Pesach, and we crossed the Reed Sea, the Yamsuf, what they call today the Red Sea, uh, on the seventh day of Pesach, I uh, will be discussing that t- tonight. I, you know, I spent some time last night and today um, brainstorming. I have this article uh, in my mind that I, that I that I that I I don't, I don't like to write these kind of articles. I like if I have to write, I, I like to write history. Like if I'm going to talk, I, I can talk about many topics personally. But when I write, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist and. The articles that I've written for periodicals, which are, you know, more general, uh, uh, argumentative ar- ar- articles, uh, the, some of the articles that really took me a lot of time. It, it's it takes a lot of time. And I found myself this afternoon putting a lot of time into an article, which is far from done. Um, but but I I feel compelled really to write such an article uh, for hopeful hopefully Bezos Hashem for a uh, a secular. Uh, audience and some kind of periodical or newspaper. What do I want to write about? I I, I really want to write about um, the what's not being spoken about, and what's not being talked about. And that is, you know, that there's a God in the picture. Everything, every article that you read today uh, or, or newscast really is um, revolving around the science of COVID or uh, uh, the politics, of course, uh, the there are many people who like to pull down Trump for many reasons, and they like to pull down Trump for this reason, or whatever they think of oh, Trump is. Maybe they legitimately don't like Trump, whatever it may be. But there's a lot of politics and uh, angles about that uh, as well. But there's like it's like it's it's mind-boggling, and if there's any, it's mind-boggling because there's any article about religion, it's about like how religion is going onto onto social media or onto Zoom. Or, you know, of course, some snide comments about where is God in this. But there's no, I mean, considering the vast majority of this country are believers in God. There's no introspection. There's no talk about what does God want from us. Uh, and to me, that's, it's, it's, so, uh, it's, it's so ridiculously puzzling. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to use this quote, but I'm tempted to start my article uh, with the following quote by C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis, of course... Uh, was one of the two great mid twentieth century Oxford professors uh, who wrote who were, who were novelists, one being J.R. Tolkien, and the other was C.S. Lewis. Uh, C.S. Lewis actually, although he was a practicing Christian, has an Orthodox son. Uh, how does he have an Orthodox son? Because his wife Joy Davidman was Jewish, uh, albeit she was, grew up communist, uh, a, a real left wing communist Jew, and converted to Christianity. Her halakhically Jewish son uh, ended up becoming a Balchuva and is today Orthodox. Um, C.S. Lewis has a, wrote the following many years ago: "Pain insists upon being attended to, 
God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks to us in our consciousness, consciousness, but shouts in our pains. It is the megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Hey, God whispers to us in our pleasures. We don't really hear God when, when, when things are going on. We don't think about God, but really there's a megaphone in pain. And really, the, we would imagine um, there'd be more of questioning of what, existential questioning of what life is really about. Should I be changing? Uh, what is the meaning of this? We don't have prophets today. We don't have Nevi'im today. Um, and we're unfortunate to see how this cataclysmic uh, event what we're supposed to be. One thing is clear, though, is we're supposed to be improving ourselves. So that message is not getting to this world. Everything is about social distancing, which we should be doing. Everything is about when is these quarantines or sheltered places going to be uplifted. And, you know, and, and really, I'm writing this article for people who will not go on. If I, if I write this article, please, God. Uh, if it will, not, will, will not go on a Jewish website uh, or, or a religious website, to make them think maybe there's a message a spiritual message. But as I was writing this article, I was thinking to myself, like, what about us? Like, and it, and it really dawned on me that, <laughs> like, a few months ago, uh, we had some really terrible anti-Semitic attacks on synagogues and, um, you know, real, uh, both, the first anti-Semitic synagogue was on, in Pittsburgh, then there was in Muncie, there was in, in, in San Diego, in Pawa, I mean, and what hit me when I was really thinking about, you know, God giving us a megaphone is almost all of the reactions, uh, including this shul, <laughs> was primarily uh, increased security, was primarily uh, not what does God want that synagogues are being attacked. It was like, what security measurements should we take? Uh, and almost everything I saw out there was it. And, that, and yet now again, it's the synagogues are closed for a completely different reason. And most people are thinking to ourselves, okay, we have the shelter in place, and we'll get through this, and when we can come back. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I told this to someone weeks ago, I'm positive that I will not see, well, you know, that certain people will not be here for months. Why? Because some people legitimately will have concerns about coming back to the synagogue when it opens, because they have in particular health situations. Other people, they'll, they'll wake up Rosh Hashanah, our young kipper, they won't come back right away, you know. I'm not talking about when, when, it, when there's a danger, it's because by nature there, they'll be all careful uh, about the physical uh, safety. But, like, you know, it hit me, like, what about our spiritual safety? And, and, and the synagogues in general, like, we, us Orthodox Jews, were God-conscious and think about it, and of course, I, I, I did speak after some of these attacks about this show, but, but I... I, I, I I think now how the reaction of almost everyone on the board, um, or a normal reaction about almost everyone who was concerned after these synagogue attacks, it was really not, what should I be doing in Shul religiously? It really was not that. It was like, what physical security could I put into Shul? And there was people, momish, emailing me, draining me a cup, and they're, just, they're probably right to be very concerned about physical security. Um, so I thought to myself, like as I'm writing this article, for the world, God's megaphone, right? When things are going wrong, like, what about us? And, you know, it's astounding to me um, is, and it comes really from a good place. It's like a few people told me, you know, they're waiting for Mashiach and Pesach, and I'm all, I, 
I'm waiting for Mashiach too. But like, it's almost like, like Mashiach is like, it's not that they want Mashiach to be close to Hashem. It's that Mashiach takes us out of all the pain. And it's, there's not a feeling that like, of course Hashem wants us to be happy. And of course Hashem wants us to be, but it's also, we're supposed to change ourselves. It's not like, if we're not ready for Mashiach, then, I'm not sure if we want Mashiach if we're not ready for Mashiach at that term. I'm not saying we don't. I just, it's, there's not a feeling, and this is, this is, as I was writing, maybe I'm, you know, as I was writing this, or trying to write this article, it's still, still percolating in my mind for the world. I think to ourselves, like, what, how, when we have Bitochan, how much of the people on this call, honestly, uh, and the people who will be listening to this tonight or tomorrow or in the future, how much have we changed our lives? Have like like significant change of our life, and not just amuna and bitachon because we we need amuna and bitachon, and, and of course amuna and bitachon are the ingredients of change because we understand that if we're in the situation, Hashem is giving a call to the world. You know, uh, there I learned Tanakh with one of my children. I mean, there were events in in time of Tanakh that were years of of difficulty for the Jewish people uh, until they transformed themselves. Like, large parts of the Shoftim and the Malachim were really challenging periods of time. Um, You don't have to go that far back in Jewish history to see events that went on for years um, and we didn't lose our faith. So, Amunah doesn't mean like a quick fix, Mashiach comes. I believe it's okay. Next week it's all better. Mashiach Shavir by Pesach. Halavai Mashiach Shavir. The world needs Mashiach. The world needs it, but what we really need to be looking at ourselves is if we're in this situation, whether it's one more day, Mezzah Hashem, or, 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 or longer, you know, is are we really hearing this message? Are, are we really, you know, when we say Bitochen Amunah, are we really changing our lives? Look how radically we've changed our lives physically. People are not working. People are having all kinds of health precautions. There are so many people um, who changed their Seder because they had to physically, uh, and, and many of us adjusted spiritually as well. But are we making a real transformation? And and I, and I asked myself this as I was writing this article for the world, like you know, fix yourself, and then you can fix the world. So I just want to you know reiterate to the, to, the, to you all the, the you righteous Jews listening to this tonight and like days ahead. It's really. Um, you know, I'm going to quote the C.S. Lewis quote because it does speak to me. Pain insists upon being attended to. Hashem whispers to us in our pleasure. Really, we should constantly, in our day and day life, be transforming ourselves. Speaks in our consciousness, but shouts in our pains. If we're in a challenging times, it is a megaphone to a deaf world. And the megaphone is more than we've changed our lives in a shelter and place physically. More than that, we need to transform ourselves spiritually. The only way to transform ourselves spiritually is with Imun Abitachon. But it's not enough. <laughs> it's not enough. It's really not enough. It's, and, I, and I regret, I honestly regret, a few months ago, when they had these anti-Semitic, these terrible anti-Semitic attacks, you know, not making more of a deal uh, for all the people who bothered me. And I think I actually said this in my trust. So many people are worried about the physical safety, we should be spiritual, but I, I should have pushed it more then because it really hits me now, like, when everyone was concerned about the synagogue then, <laughs> was physical safety. It's like, everyone's reaction was thinking of the Klansmen or the neo-Nazi or the Muslim terrorist. Um, but, like, no one's thinking, oh, why is Hashem doing this to us? Maybe we should be changing ourselves. 
And if we weren't thinking about it then, we need to be thinking about it now, right? When we're now out of the show, in fact, we don't even have security. Uh, I'm the only one coming to the, to the show. I can tell you, I davened here on Shabbos and Yom Tif. There was no security outside, okay? Uh, it's not a question about physical security. It's a question, are we making the changes we need? And, and, and honestly, as we're on Pesach, I would just say, we really need to be looking deeply in ourselves uh, not just that we're working and maybe talking, we're, we're, we're like, it's something to me, I'm getting through this. Getting through this? <laughs> you're, you're coping? You know, I, of course, that's baseline. We need to cope. But are we transforming ourselves? Are we realizing that Amunah B'Tachan is, it's a megaphone to us. <laughs> you know, it's very easy. We always like to say, let's wake up all the atheists and the agnostics. No, he's, the primary, the primary recipient of God's message are those who will hear the message. <laughs> the primary recipients is us. So albeit I feel compelled, I'm my, me, my small, I told my wife, I'm, I, I'm not the right person for this, but I, I cannot live in a world where nobody, or not, not nearly enough people are saying this message. So I will try my best to write some kind of article if I can. But the message is for me, from Menachem Levine, the message is for all you listeners, you know, uh, live and not live, is, is we need to really change our lives. We need to permanently transform our lives. We need not just and, and think every time you're doing something physically to do it spiritually as well. And really, we come in as you're advancing in Pesach, uh, that's really the levels of the Munah is what, is what the seventh day of Pesach brings. And Siva Shalom, just to continue, says the following thing. I say it every day in Tefillah, every day in Davening. By Oz Yashir, we got to the Red Sea. I'm going to say Red Sea just because it's easier for people. Right? That the Jewish, pe- the Jewish people were saved at that moment when they were surrounded by the sea on one side and the Egyptians on, on the other side. And at that moment, the Torah tells us that the Jewish people saw that the Yad, the, 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 the obviously anthropomorphic, the, the hand of God, who had seen them, and they feared God, and they believed in God, and in Moshe, God's physical human servant. Um, what do you mean they saw, and then they believed? What did they see? Did they not see God? Ten plagues? <laughs> did they not see God? And just ask yourself this now, are we seeing God with this COVID plague? Right? Did they not see Hashem? They had ten plagues, they, the water was all blood, but, but for themselves. Right? The Egyptians had water, blood. There are frogs here, frogs there, frogs everywhere. There are, there are lice, there are wild animals. The whole world, the country goes into darkness. Pitch dark, people can't walk. They don't see God then. I mean, now they see God. Now they, they see God, they fear God. And he says further, that, what do you mean? They, here they saw it. Right? It's, it's, why call it belief at that moment? What do you believe? If I, do, 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 it, it, we say belief, it's some, you know, Catholicism, you know, Thomas Aquinas, who is a contemporary of Maimonides, you know, they have what they call a great leap of faith. It's all, it's all, it's all leap, but there's no real faith. I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing empirical about it. You know, the Rambam, his contemporary in Judaism, 
faith is based on knowledge, right? Judaism says there's knowledge is the beginning of all faith. But there is some, there is some, you can deny knowledge. You could, you, 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 but when you see it, when it's right in front of you, if you see a wall in front of you, it's a wall, right? If you, if you see gravity, you can say there's a level of faith because you can't, you can see the effects of gravity. But, but where's the faith there? They, they were at the Amosuf and they saw it. And then, then they believed. Oitzach beer, Harimatsino, we, we found, they found, um, as I mentioned, they already believed in Mitzrayim. It says, Vayam and Ha'an. Um, and we know, as the Talmud, as the Medrash says, it was B'shus Amuna that the, those who left Egypt, they left Egypt in the merit of their Amuna. Manais of Aksha, what did they add on here? As I just mentioned before, after seeing Choyshech and Makas Bacharis, what was the addition that they happened in Yamasov that they didn't have in Egypt proper? As, as, as we, we, he's expounded and elucidated in other places, there are, there are levels of faith, there are levels of the Muna. There's a level of the Muna in a person's Mayach and a person's cup in their head. Above is out in our heart. It's not cerebral. It's built on the cerebral muna, but in the muna, in, in our, in our, as we say in Yiddish, in our kishkes, in our heart, that we know it, we live it. K'moshech Kosov, HaYisoyed O'Elam, is one of the son of Rebbe, B'Shem HaTzadik, Rebbe Leiv Midukar, who is a Tom of the Magim Mezrach, one of the students of the students of the Baal Shem Tov, the father of Chassidus, K'mamunas HaMoyach, from the, the level of faith, from the intellect, cerebral, to the heart, is a greater distance than... Shemayim varets and heavens to earth. I mean, it's, the chasm is so great, so it, it's so huge. That's how much of a difference it is to know something here, than to feel it here, to truly live it over over here. You know, just on, on a simple level, like you know, um, you know, the masses of Gentiles and secular Jews who quote-unquote, believe in God, that you don't see it anywhere right now. And I believe they believe in God. When you speak to them, you believe in God, yes, they believe in God. I'm not an agnostic. People believe in God. Does that have any effect on them? No, it doesn't. You know why? Because the belief is somewhere a little bit over here, usually, and nothing over here. It doesn't really impact their lives. It's just like, okay, there's a God in the world. There's no impact. There's no impact. Now, obviously, for a Torah Jew, we have a lot more here and a lot more here. But... It's shaykh, it's possible to be a believer and have it here and nothing over here. Uh, and it says that in Siva Shalom, there's even a grasser madrega, there's on a higher level of emuna more than from here, the mayach to the leib. And that is emuna sa'evarim, that literally it's in the, the bones of you itself, which will, which obviously it's just a figurative term of emuna. As we say, all of my bones, as David Melch says in Psalms and Psalms, all of me, everything I say, who is as great as you, this guy? Literally, a person's consumed with this belief. That even our even our bones feel there is There's only in the only thing in the world that's true and real. The only cause, the only cause of everything is Hashem. And you say, even a person who's a tzaddik, a righteous person, they have, and they, they believe in God, they clearly believe in God, and they, and they have Yerushalayim, and they fear God. So that if something, if they see a danger, 
they, or a person, um, you know, I've, I never know, forget, I was once involved uh, with somebody who was a very pious Jew, and, and the person definitely believed God, and they felt threatened by somebody. You would have imagined, like, they didn't believe in God. Like, just the way they were talking, they just push it, they were like, what, what are they, why, are they, why do they react in some way? Because even though they had a belief here, and certainly had a belief here, it wasn't Be'evarim. And when, when they were threatened and when they were scared, they lost track of seeing God. They, they, like, it's almost like this person could hurt them or this individual is out to get them. And there's no God in the picture, which means God can't stop this person. And therefore, they were petrified um, or there's some kind of danger uh, that's there. Now, again, I, I just want to... Well, we all know, but I just want to make sure to state this. Um, you know, our obligations in this world are to do everything that is possible to be successful. So, if we're in COVID, we need to do social distancing. Um, I, 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 you know, every time I see a report of somebody who looks religious who doesn't and thinks they're praying, I, I, I well, I, I think what shaitas, which fools they are. Besides being like, Allah Hashem. It's 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 you're, you you it's like jumping off a bridge and expecting God to help you. <laughs> you know you know if I see a guy smoke, I think the same thing. Well, you're killing yourself. Don't ask God for help. You you take a knife and you cut your, your wrist and then say God help me. That doesn't doesn't go that way. So it, it, we're obligated to do what we need to do for our health physically. If we have people who are our enemies, so we need to do due diligence. Uh, you know if you're in the state of Israel, you need an army and you got to take on Hezbollah. You need to have intelligence, but. The, the mistake is is that with after all that said and done, it's all Hashem. It means our obligation in this world is to do what we call Hashtalas. But it's all Hashem. It means every success that we have and every level is all up to God. Um, and, if we, and, and whether we'll be successful or not will be determined whether Hashem and only Hashem will, des- will, 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 will decide. Um, so how is it possible that though, just going back, that a person could could have emuna even b- believe, and then something bad happens, or they're in a tragedy, or they're they're threatened. As I mentioned, this person I was dealing with, you would think they didn't believe in God at all. That like this person could have killed them, and no one could stop it. Um, is because the, the muhuna uh, uh, it was it's her which means because they don't have emuna be'avarov, they have a, still a lower emuna. They're not fearful of anyone and anything. All they're concerned about Hashem. And I've met in my life such individuals that literally that they will do everything they have to be successful in this world. That's their obligation. But they had such emuna, such faith they weren't scared of any human being. And not because they didn't realize that in theory, these people or these situations are challenging is because they were so connected to Hashem. That means that doesn't mean you can cut yourself or jump, go daven in a minute with 500 people and think that you don't have to worry about COVID. It doesn't mean that you could, uh, you know, antagonize somebody. It means that if you do your due diligence, you have nothing to worry about in this world because Hashem will decide the rest. But for us, who need to strive for this and we're the Jewish people who had lived in Mitzrayim had been in Mitzrayim. When we said that Jewish people left Egypt because of Yam and Ha'am, what did they achieve at that point? They had a Munas They cerebrally now know, knew. They knew it on their head 
that literally everything in this world comes from Hashem. They, 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 they had this idea that nothing, there's zero, they knew intellectually, cerebrally, that everything, every, everything in this world and everything in their own personal lives, you know, there's some people who are good at knowing in the world, but in their own lives, they forget Hashem involves their lives, they had to take some into consideration. They know, they knew exactly that they had Emunah 101, Hashkacha Pratis 101, Divine Providence 101, they had a Klar, intellectually. Um, when Moshe in the beginning, in the beginning of Shmos, the beginning of Exodus, Hashem says, They won't believe me. They won't believe me. No, they're believers, the children of believers. There's, there's a level of faith in the core of a Jew. That comes from Avamitz of Yaakov, Sarah of Karachov. Now, I will meet Jews that are so far off. They're, 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 they, they, they don't seem to have any belief. But now, in the core, there is, um, uh, you, you know, uh, there's certainly belief. It happens to be. It's an interesting thing. That uh, the, um, my own, you know, uh, my, my own experience is that Jews who are very secular are more the most threatened by... <laughs> <laughs> by God, and believe. they like literally. There's like they almost run away from it because in their depth, they know. I, I think I said this story. I'll repeat it very briefly. When I was in law school, I I I, I had uh, a, a Jewish club it was specifically uh, to teach Judaism, not just to have a Jewish social club, but a club um, becoming the largest club in the in the law school university. And it was there to it's called the Jewish Heritage Club to allow Jews to experience authentic Judaism to have. Uh, whether it was lunch and learns or some holiday uh, stuff, and I would I would in the beginning of the of the school year since we became an approved club in the law school. Um, long story how that happened. Um, we ha- I had a table and I manned the table to sign people up, get their emails, sign them up, and I actually liked it. I, w- I was you know I was I was de- as a decent salesman and I would stop people and I would try to get people to sign up. You know the. The, there'd be many Jews who would come up right away, whatever level of observance they were, they would sign up right away. Oh, Jewish church, come on out. Worst comes to us, I'll get an email I don't like. Uh, the Gentiles, who are not interested, they would look, the African American, Chinese, American, white American, whatever, Latino, whatever it be, they look at the sign, just walk by. I knew that if somebody looked at the sign, Jewish Heritage Club, and ran, only the Jew would do that. means <laughs> they would see the sign and run for their lives. Like they were like, what? Like they, they don't. So I like stop them. I'd say stop. Like you're Jewish. Like you know. And and they always 100. percent I was always accurate. Anyone who like got nervous and ran away was a Jew. Always, always, always 100. percent And I got many of them to sign up. But I have some interesting stories. Not for now of people who refused to. But there was a feeling. And even if you're in a shul, by the way, you know when you hear musr and you don't want to hear it, and it's not even talking to you. It's talking to a third person. No one likes to be criticized. But when it's a concept you know is right, there's a feeling, a Jew knows, there's a, in the depth of a Jew is a Muna. Um, you know, and that's why, that's unfortunately, our, our secular brother and sisters who need to be reached out to, um, who, um, you know, appear, they're, they're like almost dog, ideological, um, many of them, anti-God, because they, they're scared of God. They, in their heart, they know God. Again, we're not, we're not talking, that's not our lecture tonight, but in the soul of every Jew is, is a Muna. 
It's only for us. What we're talking to in this class, this is not an outreach class, this is speaking to Maiminim, um, who are Maiminim currently, um, is, is that we need to know that yet it lives in every Jewish and Luna, Moshe says, so see, can um, and the emuna in a, in a Jew comes to the Shama and the other Chayav Torahs, it's, it's in our souls. It means in, in, in our and every Jew is in their spiritual DNA is to ha- connect to our soul, connect to our Neshama, and to keep Torah Mitzvahs. And as a, he says, as, a, as a, um, the Kovit says, Shem Ehudi in Margish HaSamuna Alav, Lahamin Shumaymin. I mean, let's say, let's say you don't feel it. I'm talking again, uh, a, a Torah Jew, because there's someone who's not, there's, there's, they also have this Emunah, as I mentioned, but they, they need a little bit of a different approach. But if you're a, a, what you call a religious Jew, or you know, a Jew who believes in God, uh, you have to know that really you do believe. Like, I sometimes people come to me, uh, I'm not sure, but blah, blah, blah. they always believe it. it, it but what, what we have to know is, you just have shots. You know, if you if you listen to some lady singers who prance around on stages neck naked, or eat non-kosher food, or even questionably kosher food, or um, you know, you're not careful about certain mitzvahs. So of course it affects your soul. I mean. <laughs> It covers up your amunah. But you have to know that really in the neshama of a yid is, is amunah itself. Um, so, and, and he brings down that, that someone wants to get one of the and this person was known as a Rasha Marusha Kaifer Megadif. And he fell, he got in trouble. Um, uh, and, and you know, and he was told to kiss the cross, and he'll be saved. And this Jew refused to do, which was the Catholic Church had done, you know, for many years. Um, and this Jew refused to to do that because the Etzim, even this Russia who was ostensibly a a, a, a heretic, knew had a level of amuna, which means to say there's always amuna, but there's levels of amuna. There's levels of amuna in general, and there's levels of amuna in practice. And so the Jewish people, when they left Egypt, had a certain level. But it would only be at Yamsuf where they did it. What happened at Yamsuf? This is this is important to us. You know why it's important to us, and, and it's important now because what we're going through right now, uh, and what we may go through for longer, Halavai uh, should be our kivoy and our, our hope and our tikva should be quick. But whatever it may be. Um, When you have stark emunah, will be will be truly successful. In cerebral emunah doesn't allow you to transform your life, because the second things change, a person goes back, or or, or you will just make these physical adjustments and not really the spiritual adjustments, which is screaming out to the world, but more importantly, it's screaming out to you and I, uh, right now. Like really, ask yourselves right now: Is there a mitzvah? Is there a, is something that you've Permanently transformed. Permanent. I I don't think people will be shaking hands. I don't know the next time people are gonna shake hands are, because they will have transformed themselves physically, you know, social precautions. But how many people have literally transformed themselves spiritually? Um, what happened at Yamsuf was that they saw not only they saw that the Jewish people were saved, but they saw their captors, the Egyptians. They had been slaves for two hundred and ten years. In Egypt, and they saw 
the, the people who had afflicted them dead. As Hagila Madrega the Hayona, but it was a Yamsuf at that moment, and there's the miracles as we say in the Haggadah were greater than in Egypt. There are many miracles. They came to this level of Kotzmoise Tarmarna Hashem Mikamochvaz and Nemar Batursa Kadesh. That's what he says. The Aminu Bahashem of Moshe Avdo Hakavana means to say that we see in Azashir every day that they were Aminu Bahashem of Moshe Avdo. The Kavana is they came to Emuna Ba'evarum. And the reason is, as, I, as mentioned, um, after seeing the Egyptians chase after them, um, and they were still scared, right? They get to Yamsuf, they scream out, you know, they don't, they're paralyzed there at, at that moment, and they're terrified. But after Kriyas Yamsuf, um, when all of what you call the, the, the previous Yitzhahara, uh, would be there. Which is a Munas Evarim. They got it because they took an action, which is very important, by the way. It wasn't just what they saw, it's what they did. You know, we, we say in America, talk is cheap. You know, it, 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 if you tell somebody you love them and your actions don't demonstrate that, um, it could be that you love them. Uh, you know, I, I, as I know many parents who need therapy, uh, parental, how to treat their kids or spouses, uh, and they really do love their spouse or their children. They just don't act on it. Uh, you know, the actions speak louder than words. And the Jewish people, they took their emuna and they jumped into the sea. Jumping into the sea meant you're going to lose your possessions in theory. Jumping into the sea meant you're going to get wet. You may drown in the sea. Jumping to the sea meant that you were putting your faith in God. And it was that action which actually allowed them to get to the next level of Amuna. It wasn't just here. And it wasn't even just here. It was an action which allowed them to get to the next level and to break the, the ideological hold which Mitzrayim ha- held over them. What are you just screaming? Do! Right? And uh, that's my, literally my point for you and me. Like, what... Well, at this point, when we're literally about a month into Corona, like I, 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 I'm asking myself this question: like, have I permanently changed myself? I'm asking you this question tonight: like, you know, uh, have you made a permanent change, a permanent change, not just in Muna Bitachan, but indeed, in action? You know, I, I say, we're saying to Hillam every day, and so we should all be saying to Hillam, praying in our prayers should improve. Um, many people actually have told me their prayers have improved. I, I haven't heard from anybody. I'm not saying that people haven't done it. But I mean, I've decided I'm doing this for the rest of my life. I haven't heard that yet. Now, it doesn't mean anything that I didn't hear it. But I'm just telling you, I did hear a lot of people say their prayers improved, they're praying more, and that's that's amazing and wonderful. And if you if you person push themselves to have their, their seder and to be stark and to be happy, you know, amazing. But but it, it, there's something more that has to be done. It, it, which is, which it, and the only way is in a munas evar like that, where, where we we understand that Hashem is literally speaking to us, and we have to act like the only solution. You know, you and I believed that if I would improve my or you would improve your. Yiddishkeit, your relationship, your neshama, 
you would be saving the world. You would do it. If, if you would be able to make the vaccine, like, here we do it. Like, it's a level. We think, you know, I'll pray, I'll do this. Like, but, you know, a person, a moon of means that to know that Hashem is not only speaking to that literally everything I'm going to do makes a difference. And that's, that's all that, that matters. That's what that's they reached at, um, at Yamsuf. I, I only have a few minutes. He actually, he, he elaborates. I'm going to do another piece tomorrow night uh, uh, as well. He elaborates at length about what, what Mitzrayim really was made so. It was the world is what it is. And that really confines the moon. Like today, a lot of what you call religious Jews are, are locked because we live in a, a physical world. Um, and as I said, some of the best Jews came to me after... Um, after shoals were attacked in other places in the country, and their their first concern was physical security. And there are Jews who are yarmulkes, and when they see Hezbollah and they see Hamas, all they can think is the IDF. And we do need physical security, unfortunately, and we do need an IDF, unfortunately. Um, uh, but that is not why Hamas and Hezbollah is there. <laughs> Hamas and Hezbollah is there because we need to be woken up spiritually. They were, in the day when the Jewish people have no spiritual things we have to work on, there'll be no Hamas and Hezbollah. Uh, the, the, the fact that, the, that there were, that all of a sudden, you know, um, there, there are neo-Nazis or more and more Muslims in this country, many of them peaceful, but many of them are, are not. And, and, and many of them have, you know, grew up in, in countries with largely anti-Semitic views, um, you know, which, which are certainly very threatening. You know, this dynamic coming into this country and changing intersectionality, that's not just intersectionality, it's not just BDS, it's Hashem, right? And and where do, what happens to, when you hear religious Jews, again, I, I've given drushes about activism and not just praying, and you know, that we have to actually go out and do things, that's for sure true, but at the, at the what's all said and done is it's all Hashem. And, you know, whether, you know, somebody came to you recently about work, uh, you know, and they think it's their boss. No, it's, there's, there's a, the, we, and what about Avar means that we have to look in our, in our lives and see what does Hashem want from us. Um, and they, the Jewish people, do that, we have no enemies, right? We don't, this, everything comes as, as a megaphone to wake us up uh, at some level. I'm, I'm, I'm really dumbing down a very deep topic, but... You know, it is what it is. We can only we're limited in time here. But what's important, and and, and I say this to you and I, is um, we need to fully understand uh, this that that Mitzrayim, what that did to the Jewish people then, is our reality today. Uh, every newspaper you read, every news report you read, including in some of these the finest uh, Jewish publications, are focusing on. Uh, and again, I. I if I see a person smoke, I think they're a shaita, a fool. If I think, if I would see people, you know, congregating, I think they're a shaita, a fool. Not, 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 same thing. But the 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 reason Hashem made COVID is not for social distancing. There there is a deeper message for the world. Um, I'm not a prophet. I don't know that. Um, and unfortunately, we have no prophets, so we have to really work on being better in general. But but. But more profoundly, it's a message for us as individuals that we should be doing better. We need to be doing better. And all of us have areas to improve in. And all of us should have 
taken this month, Pashat a month, to make significant changes in our lives. Permanent, significant changes in our lives. Um, I'm going to just the last paragraph, and then we'll hold it. It's, it's late. This revelation of uh, Kriyas Yamsuf was on the seventh day of Pesach. It was at that moment that all of the barriers, all of the, the things which blocked us from totally understanding and seeing Hashem, there at Yamsuf we had the highest level of faith. Also, therefore, Shifcha Alayam, the lowest maidservant, what saw a higher level of prophecy more than Yechazkel and Navi more than Ezekiel and Navi and just like we say on the night of Pesach, every person's we need to know that spiritually in the world on the night of Pesach, there is that same spiritual energy um, that 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 was the year 3,332 years ago is today, that, that spiritual energy of redemption that we're able to redeem ourselves on the, on the night of, of Pesach, uh, and at Pesach, the night of Pesach is the Rosh Hashanah, the Emunah. And from Pesach, from really, we get the Emunah for the rest of the year. It's this idea, of the Emunah of Pesach, that Hashem is involved in every aspect of the world, including our lives. And if He gets up, puts us into situations that we're in the exact perfect situation for right now, for what we need to be successful eternally, eternally. Um, so too, Belel Shvi Shal Pesach, this coming Tuesday night. Shulel Kriyas Yamsuf Asher Bnei Yisrael Giyabol Atachlas Hamadrega Shal Amuna Mikoach Hakadusha that we came to the higher levels, the highest levels of uh, 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 of of Amuna. Niku Kol Masachim Hamavdilu Mimenu and all of the um, all of the barriers, all of the, the, the masks, all of all of the things which usually clog up our vision and we are taken off on the seventh night of Pesach. As the base of Ram says, is mesugul That, you know, we say, you know, typically we say even, um, like certain things are as challenging as a splitting of the sea, like getting married to the right person, uh, sometimes getting a, the right career is so challenging. It means there's so many details that needs to be worked out. It's like, it's like Kriyas Yamsuf. Well, how does a person achieve this? You know, let's say you and I, if we have that Amuna, thing that we really know we need to work on, really, really needs to improve. And we imagine it's mamish, even though it needs to improve, I can't do it. I just can't do it. I don't, you know, I don't want to, or I'm not willing to do what it takes to, to, to do it. Um, when a person has, uh, their amuna, they have clarity. That it's all up to Hashem. If I just make the effort, if I just invest myself, if I just throw myself into it, um, that I will be able to do it. That a person can have their own salvation, their own geula. We know that the Torah is eternal. And in every generation, you should know that on the night of the seventh night, going into the seventh day of Pesach, that same kedusha, that same holiness. The same auspicious moment is there for the taking. If a person has a muno on the seventh night of Pe- on the seventh day of Pesach, you know, that person can do it like a kriyas yamsuf mission. Otherwise, 
what would usually be for the person Mission Impossible. And don't do, when we say Mission Impossible, we just, Mission Impossible means something we know we should do. And we, we, we just feel locked. It doesn't mean to fly, because we don't have wings. We're not going to be able to fly. Right? Uh, I, if I come on seven out of Pesach, I played basketball in my youth. But no matter what I do, I, I'm not going to dunk a basketball. First of all, I haven't played basketball for many years, so for sure I'm not going to dunk. I'll probably sprain my ankle trying. But even if I wanted to, it doesn't mean to do what you can't do. It means that you should do what you, need, what you should be doing. What we know we're supposed to be doing. But we're not doing it because we just don't believe in ourselves that we can do it. Right? We're not doing it, not because we're, it's physically impossible, but because we don't have the imuna to do it. But when we have the Amun on the night of Pesach, right? Mavkiyas kol makasim. We can really do kriyas amsof. We can do what seems otherwise impossible. The kiyum shenit nivkom mesakam emelu betaylum enelam kol enam makasim. Shagluim shenit li sovalalazed. This revelation on the seventh night of Pesach is forever. So you know we'll pick up tomorrow. But we're, uh, really, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna end how I started. It's that we're in pain. It's a megaphone to rouse a deaf world. We're not deaf. You're all sitting on a Sunday night listening to me speak for how long, however long. Uh, not because of me, because you're looking, you know, um, you're stuck with me, but you're looking, and I'm looking to see what Hashem is doing. We're not deaf. We have a munas hamayach, but we need to have a munas evarim. And really, the amunah the that we need to have now is an amunah that if we're in the situations that we're in, and if, we're, if we know as we think about it now, things we need to work on to take the jump into our own yamsof. To have the emunah that, that if we're in this situation, you know, I was speaking going to Pesach, psych ourselves up, get to where we need to be, have the Seder we're supposed to have, that's all in the head. Really, it's here. But now it's time to jump into the sea and say, what could I do to transform my life? Because if I believe, believe Shalom, that Hashem gave me this situation that I'm in today, then I, mean, I must, I must make the, 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 the necessary changes because Hashem put me in this situation. It's not merely to continue it. It's to be able to transform ourselves uh, around. If we end up transforming ourselves, not only will we better our lives, but our emuna, the bitachan we have is a different bitachan. It becomes an emunas evarm, where we're really telling ourselves, we're really creating in ourselves is an emuna that's real. So we're going to hold here for tonight. I wish everybody a good night. And we have one more night tomorrow night, and we'll, we'll get ourselves ready for the seventh night, seventh night of Pesach. Uh, so I wish everyone a good morning, and uh, we'll pick up tomorrow night, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Pleasure. Good night, everybody. Nice to hear you.